uh, interesting cascade of scores, some consternation uh, in the chat as well. I hope, I sort of hope you and I can end up splitting this way. One of us really likes it. And one of us uh, feels it was pretty lower end. We'll see. We'll see. I would say, what's to the middle here is five and five, two, five. I would say five, two, five. Yeah. Yeah. That's where, that's around where I land. Interesting. And I would say, now see, I hope, can you, could you go lower? We can create this dynamic. Could you go a little lower? I'd go higher than I was going to. You can go lower and we can create this dynamic. Let me say a small piece then. Sure. I would say that between this show and how excited uh, year one AEW was, let's say I've probably missed single digit number episodes of Dynamite since it started. Uh, didn't watch last week. I was asleep at like 8.45 last week. Uh, Eastern time, uh, and and maybe it's because you're sort of sort of watching every week, and then I take a week off and come back in. I sort of was struck with like, when did this show uh, get so bad in big <sighs> chunks? Really, am sort of like taking a bigger view of the last, I would say, two months of Dynamite, and been like, if I can compare that with how excited I felt about things uh, in the first two years and the overall quality of some of the things that I thought I was seeing, the the way the roster is being used, some of the people uh, and stories that are getting huge time on here. Uh, it's been uh, stark. It's a stark difference. Even just taking two weeks off, I come back to it. Now, this is a particularly weird episode of Dynamite. Sure. But I also um, can't say that I've been like, other than blood and guts, nothing else in the last little bit has been especially. I just feel like you know, co the collision, a AEW health as a whole is probably fine. Dynamite to me, uh, is struggling right now. It's sort of how I would feel about it, right? Collision seems to be a very great show. Um, we're not, I'm not sitting here being like, I don't think all in is going to be good, but I watch Dynamite every week. You know what I mean? Uh, and that's what concerns me, is, is not even the bigger picture about uh, what we're setting up to and what is going on. I just feel like Dynamite lately. I don't know, man. Would it be safe to say, Zoobs, that we had hinged a lot on the he's coming back movement, uh, that sure. we were always holding the faith that at some point CM Punk was going to return to AEW? And make no mistake, we were correct on that. But if we were wrong about something, when we said he's back in AEW, we meant he is back in AEW. And what actually is happening is something closer to a monkey's paw situation where Collision <laughs> is my favorite wrestling show. For sure. And uh, did I use monkey's paw wrong? No, no, no. Oh, oh okay. It's a very apt comparison. And I love collision, but this island stuff is weird and dynamite is worse off for it. And then on top of that, I can't help but compare collision to dynamite, which is a lot more rooted and I think fed towards somebody like me. Uh, like that show just is a little bit more in line with my taste. So I thought tonight was good. I don't know if you watched Double Dudes last week. I, I didn't think much of last week's show. And uh, like you, I, I mean, there, there it's not to say there haven't been good shows. And like Sludge Williams, or sorry, not Sludge Williams, Ashton Kutcher points out in the chat, we are spoiled. There, there's no doubt about that. But we also live in reality. Like my lived experience is my lived experience. And I have done dynamite reviews now for going on two and a half years where I cannot help but have not only the honeymoon period end, but also the... I know what this show looks like at its best. And I know the feeling of when the, that show is at its best. And it's when CM Punk is feuding with Eddie Kingston and MJF and those back-to-back -back <laughs> at the center. So that's the yeah. peak of my dynamite. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And 
so there there hasn't been like this wave of momentum you and i were at forbidden door and we loved the show and i think matt was also with us matt nod your head you had a great time at forbidden door too yeah everybody had a, a great time and so the wrestling is never in question and i enjoy the show a lot tonight but i know what you mean where it's like the the gusto the can't miss it feels like this I am judging this more on a week to week basis. Whereas before I was like, AEW is just going to kick ass forever. Like that's, what's going to happen. That dam has been broken for me. Yeah. Yeah. Just some like, I mean, listen, there's some polarizing stuff this week, but I also sort of, I'm taking stock of like, they have this great roster. And then you're, you're seeing a lot of guys that I just like, I'm just like, man, this is crazy. It's it's not a, it's not a, Oh, it'd be be okay. He was around for a little bit. These guys are around every week for like eight months. It's crazy. And it's crazy. It's a huge trend. It's like you're wanting a ton of TNA. And I was like, if this was TNA in 2008, I would think this was terrible. And seeing it 15 years later, it's not a big increase in interest for me. And I and, and that has become a little more stark, I think, than it was in the past. That being said, I'm excited to go through it. Yeah, let's see where we land. I, I'll go with the – I was going to have a five and a half on it. So it sounds like there we're actually pretty, pretty in line. But I did think there were some real highs on the show. I think without the dead – 30 minutes portion of this show and a couple other things we could have been looking at a really uh, high score but and i know people are, are looking for us to just like massacre the texas chainsaw match and it's just like yeah that shit sucks like i don't like it so it's if you're looking for for that take that that, that informs this score a lot for me dynamite kicks off actually i shouldn't say the soups because i'm wrong i should i should do the mia culpa I said we had done away with all these special event dynamites besides um, Winter is Coming and Blood and Guts. Now, for the Maui fires tonight, I don't know exactly what was happening. They didn't say on the broadcast. I was listening for it. I suspect a portion of ticket sales are going towards Maui relief funds. like that, yeah, yeah. And so this is a fight for the fallen. A big event dynamite. I got to say, nothing on this card looked like a big event dynamite going into it. (laughs) But uh, I do think this this card outperformed my feelings on it going in. We open up with the unofficial theme song of Dynamite. It's Jane, as Orange Cassidy is here, looking more busted up than ever, more tape than Red Green uses to repair things on his body. <laughs> uh, here's Orange Cassidy hobbling back tape, neck tape, his forearms all, uh, what's that, gauzed up. The elbows jacked, one of his hands is messed up. I love this. It's just like, it's such easy pro wrestling 101, easy to follow. This didn't go the way I thought. I thought this was leading to a Mox OC singles match at uh, Wembley Stadium. That's not what we're getting. It's leading to a multi-man. Then I suspect will lead to that. But nonetheless, I thought this was a great setup for where we're going because Wheeler took every advantage of Orange Cassidy's busted downness. Um, I thought it was a great opener, much better than the openers of the past uh, couple of weeks. Were, were you able to connect with this one, Zoops? I think I'm sort of over though. Orange Cassidy is limping around his chair. I think they missed. The, to, me, they missed the, to me, they missed the mark on on when that was the right time to switch. I think. I think. If it goes on to mocks, are you willing to overlook that? Yeah, I suppose so. We talked. We talked a couple weeks ago about that making a lot of sense. Um, I would have. I would have maybe shot that out already. I, I feel like they might have missed that a little bit, only because like we're at the Wheeler Utahs. We're at the like. Uh, I get that. I get that it's built into a, a bigger thing. I get it built into a, a multi man, but I don't know. I would. I wouldn't mind have minded seeing somebody else um, grab that and, and and get on that. I'm sure it is going to pay off, but the the week in week out has sort of dulled a little bit for me. I think on this on this defense run. Yeah, no matter how great Orange Cassidy was, 
is uh, it's impossible to maintain enthusiasm at the exact same level for the entire time. That said, I do think the way he played into this match in particular, where he really felt like he was giving what he had left to me, where he opens the match by just charging across with the orange punch with the one good hand and then collapses like immediately. He's reversed. It's just like he thought you've seen fighters do this. It's like, okay, they don't think they really have a chance here. They're going to go throw their best shot. They're just going to walk out there and it's like, what's my best punch? We're just going to spam it. And uh, I thought it sort of accurately duplicated that. But yeah, who, who could possibly be as hype for all of this? Uh, as possible what about or uh as you know if this would have happened earlier in the run that said i did think wheeler was a good opponent here i know you don't always like when i ask like the big future questions on uh something that is maybe smaller zoos but entertain me here a little bit because this was crossing my mind uh during this match can can wheeler yuda lead blackpool combat club in the future in a, in a situation where mox and brian are retired and five seven years from now who, who knows but could Wheeler Yuta be that guy? I was thinking about that during this match night as it because you know this match was really about his viciousness and taking advantage of Orange Cassidy's weakness and things that you do sort of think is very BCC um embedded. I mean, in the way I mean, I I guess in a, in a technically, yes, like right, he could lead a different version of this. I don't know that it's I don't know that Wheeler Wheeler Yuta is leading BCC as an act at the level that it is currently at. Right. Yeah. Like, could could it continue to exist in name and he's a part of it? And it's like how, um, you know, numero evil Uno technically is in charge of the Dark right. Order. Yeah. Yes, I suppose so. Um, a great point. Ashton Kutcher. David Finley can lead Bullet Club. Uh, Wheeler can probably lead BCC. Yeah, an apt comparison there. These things can never Wheeler die. lead it close to the level that it's been at. I don't think so. Me neither. Not big enough. We got to be big and strong to impress me. Thin guys. Oh no, a thin guy. Get out of here. That's why he likes doing a show with me. I think. <laughs> yeah, I'm strong. Looks at me. Wrestling here. This is great. Pro wrestling. It's pro wrestling here. Uh, we do get some run-ins at the the end of this match as Mox and Claudio come out as soon as they think that Wheeler is in trouble, but Orange manages to sneak out a win before they can run in. They do beat down Orange Cassidy. And then Zeus, my theory that Mox loves working Chuck Taylor continues to grow legs and legs. By, by the end of this year, it's going to be like Jack and the Beanstalk. It's going to be in the sky talking to high heaven by the end of this year, the way this thing's growing. Because Chuck Taylor runs out. Who's he lock up? A lot of guys out there. A lot of guys. And really, Wheeler is his <laughs> former protege. A lot of guys yep. he could go after. Locks up the big fucking Mox. Uh, they're still, the numbers advantage isn't quite there. The Lucha Brothers run in for additional help. This continues a brawl, a brawl, a brawl. And then... It's a cold world. Here comes Eddie Kingston. This crowd comes alive. I saw a Twitter account the other day. I think it's one of the bigger wrestling Twitter accounts. I apologize. I can't remember right now. But saying, I can't wait for the real main character of AEW to return. Eddie <laughs> Kingston. Hell yeah, I'm like, man. This pop felt that way. Like, here Absolutely he is. Right. Finally, Absolutely we like the G1. Right. But give me Eddie. How happy were you here to see the Mad Kings? Thrilled, and I love the positioning. I love the positioning as the the biggest pop in the rescue mission for the good guys early in the show. Um, the last month plus of following Eddie has been downright inspiring to just sort of be like, man, this guy never thought this was going to happen, and he's crossing the names and the matches off his list. So cool. uh, it's really inspiring and really beautiful. And I think right in line with what you said, he is the main character to me. He's the main character of Dynamite. Like, in, as far as that goes, that's for darn sure. Um, Eddie at the top of Dynamite and Punk at the top of Collision. Sign me up for that for our, our winter, our, our, our Q4. Um, I'd be all over it. I hope that they continue, you know, the, the uh, an easy criticism is they they get these little crest momentum for guys and then don't 
take advantage of it. I want the Eddie taken advantage of. Give me have him give him the win over Claudio. Give him the give him the ROH championship. Give me some yeah. give me some big match Eddie getting wins. I'm with you. Sorry, two more things I did want to say about the match. I should have glanced down at my notes. Uh, one thing, if you're a wrestler and you listen to this program, of which I know there are a few, I need someone. This is going to sound impossible. You're going to say, no one can do this, Jay-Z. What you're asking for is impossible. I know. Because I've never seen it done. I need someone to pin after hitting their opponent with a superplex. Mm. Okay? Because it's this big, high-impact move. And I see more guys taking out with a punch or a chop this year than a superplex. Let's 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 restore the superplex. You remember all those complaints about how DDTs everyone was kicking out, and then there was like a generation of DDT hardcore finishers. Right. We need that for the superplex. Justice for the superplex. Love that. Love that and, campaign. And then the only other thing I was going to say is they do like a super long one to one blow exchange, and I know I've complained about that spot before, but it sort of like went all the way around the moon for me on this one. By the time it was like incredibly <laughs> long, I was like, all right. A lot of fighting spirit on display here, I suppose. So, <laughs> so there you go. I thought a very hot open to Dynamite, especially the post-match stuff. Great to have Eddie back in play. And, you know, who are the additional BCC members? What I think, oh, yeah, and I should say, Stadium Stampede live in Wembley with these guys. Pretty cool. That's going to be pretty sick. You know, no doubt about it. How many... Do we? Do they ever flash officially, like, who, who is in this match? Yeah, so it's six versus six. It's... um. It is, okay, Orange Cassidy, Chuck Taylor, Trent Beretta, the Lucha Brothers, and And Eddie Kingston, six, versus the three members of BCC, and they have to go get three more. I suspect we're going to see a Santana and Ortiz return here. And then, uh, I don't know, who else makes sense? Homicide's always a Mox ally that he can uh, dip into the pocket for. Yeah, and guys you can use against Eddie psychologically is good. It's good. Too bad you can't get Nick Gage into England. <laughs> we'll see. It, we, we, we'll see what they do with that. There's a lot of different ways they can go with that with mm-hmm. uh, different kinds of guys they can bring in. Yeah, I got to think that'll be a big hook either on Dynamite next week or uh, the Collision Go Home. It's crazy. Collision's the night before Wembley. Crazy. Crazy. It's coming up so fast. And uh, because of that turnaround time, stay tuned to the channel. And this is actually a great opportunity to tell people to sub to our YouTube channel. We don't do any of our live programming there anymore, but it has become sort of a clips page. However, we are going to have a forbidden door, or sorry, forbidden door, an all-in to preview exclusive on the YouTube channel. We're going to go through the card once it's all announced, bottom to top. And we'll have an official preview on there. We'll put it out late next week once we know the whole card. So uh, fear not, even though there's that quick timeline collision, we will have something out to preview in the card. So come on back right here next Wednesday for us to review the Go Home Dynamite, and then we'll have a preview show coming out on the, the YouTube channel. Awesome. Thatcher, Despy, Roosh, those are very fun calls. I'd say Despy's an outright good call. I hadn't really thought about that. They are connected now. Uh, is Thatcher one of those guys who isn't British, but sounds like he is? Yes. Timothy Thatcher is not British. I Well, not only <laughs> sounds like, looks like. I mean, <laughs> wrestles like. <laughs> so that's exactly right, Zeus. Oi, yeah. uh, bruv, I'm Timothy Thatcher. I'm from wow. Sacramento, California. <laughs> <laughs> no, see, he doesn't. <laughs> now you're doing him dirty. The only thing about him is the voice. You an impression of him. Southern, Southern California <laughs> accent. <laughs> I loved Ladybird. <laughs> Oi, mate. Oi, bruv. 
I don't ship any of this for the record. I, I love the nations of these people that these guys are doing cruel, xenophobic, frankly, impressions. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I worked at a bar too long to like Australians. I'm joking, obviously. <laughs> uh Timmy Thatcher is not on the show tonight. No, sorry. I that. That, was, that, was just, that was just that. He's probably not the local talent uh, it, at all in either. But he's a good spiritual fit. No doubt about it. And I, if you had polled me before, I would have definitely thought Timothy Thatcher was, was British. No question. Jim Ross is backstage last week in Jacksonville with Kenny Omega. And they're at the Daily's Place set. But before it's assembled, I actually thought this was a really cool setup and venue for this interview. And I think you know, Zeus, I think you actually probably agree with me that, that these JR sit-downs, I think you can't use them all the time, but they are something this. People understand what it means when JR sits down with somebody in a, a backstage segment. Like, it does mean more than basically any other throwaway backstage thing. It's like, oh, JR is going to be talking with Kenny Omega. And uh, I actually thought this sort of delivered. Kenny was talking about Callis and how he was always being there. It's like, my uncle was raising me to be a wrestler. I had no friends, no job, but there was always Uncle Don feeding me vials uh, who knows what telling me take my vitamins and always tell me, making sure i went to training so it's hard for me to hate him to be honest i actually thought this is kind of like a more interesting angle than like this guy he's a real turncoat and i hate him it's a little bit more nuanced and i appreciate kenny uh, for doing that he says he doesn't want to become a revenge tale like his entire life chasing don Callis doesn't sound all that good to him um so again kenny isn't the talker of some of the other people on this roster, but including Don Callis, who we'll get to here in a second. But, but what did you think of the Kenny delivery here with JR? I thought it was pretty good. Interesting way to phrase that question to me, because to me, this conversation does depend on the optic view that you take of it. Because I oh. am in hearing what you said, and if you had shown me a transcript of it, I'd have been like, yeah, interesting new angle, unique way to take it dealing with some complex things. Uh, my issue is that this veers into acting and Kenny's not a very good actor. And I hate yeah. to do it. He's just not. I don't believe any of that. I'm sorry. Did you believe any of it? I, I thought, well, you're right. It does depend on the optics. I thought relative to lots of people on this roster and Kenny normally, yes, yes but not compared to the absolute high end. No, I agree. You're, I'm doing some legwork to me. Is Eddie Kingston, you, are you feeling the way that you feel if Mox had that kind? And I know, listen, different guys, different, different. No, no, I hear who they are, but this is where he's going. It's heavy this material the, to, yeah. This is the field that he's playing with. This is the show. They're, it's all on this show, right? You know what I mean? It's like, it's unfair comparisons, but it's also all on this show. This is this, this is apples to apples to me. So, you know, it's a B, probably, right? Yeah, because like that feels he delivers right it pretty well, and it's a and it's a unique thing. It just like it veers into acting, and I don't think he's a good actor. I just don't think this is his skill set, like his strength, and it's tough because to your point, um, these are effective mediums, the JR sit downs, and mm. it's not like there is like what what's the ideal Kenny promo spot, right? If not that we've, I still don't know that we even know what that is. It's not goofing around. It's when Callis is talking for him. 100%, right? Quite frankly. Um, so, yeah, it'd be for me, like, by survivable, but not on my promos of the year list, not on, like, uh, hang it on the wall. It's a very high bar on this show for me with doing promos. So, that's ball, my friend. That is ball. Now, that's ball's a great slogan that Zoobs often will end out a sentence with. Unfortunately, here's the line Kenny, to Zoobs' point, closes out his promo with. He says, I'm the wrestling god. You called me that. Not, no, not me. And as the wrestling God, I can giveth and I can taketh away. And I will be taketh awaying to Keshta. 
and uh or taking to Kashta. I don't know. It's like he does capture that like it reminds me of his heel title run. And I know people on our channel like that more than me, but when it's like <laughs> like that stuff is like a little <laughs> and uh but anyway, Don Callis enters the frame again. I like this use of the arena, like they zoom out and it's like, oh, we are actually here in Daly's place, and Juice and Jay Robinson attack on behalf of uh him. In runs Takeshita, really starts laying it in. I don't know what the fuck AEW thinks on production sometimes, though. They cut to JR a couple times, who just looks listless here. <laughs> it's like... Yeah, I guess you had to, like, change locations quickly, and you needed a... I, I know. Hilarious. I, I mean, I don't know what you have JR do. Like, I'm so, oh, JR should try and help Kenny fight off Juice. They, yeah, they, they zoomed play. in on JR when the <laughs> vile uh, thing was brought up in the interview. And his face, like, when it was implied that he gave him steroids, and it zoomed in on Jr.'s face, and he sort of went like a, or something like that, which is like I don't understand. And this continues throughout the night. I guess you guys will cover it. And I'll let you. I'll let the pros take it from here. No, no, I, I appreciate it, Maddie. But I do like Don Callis attached to these really high end talents. Like I think the world of Juice and Jay, and then later on in the show, there's a few more. So uh, good stuff working towards interesting things for me. J I have all the time in the world for Jay White and Kenny Omega crossing paths in AEW again. That, that's sure. outstanding to me. I have a lot for of time. Sure. For yeah. Although you want to talk about two guys who can do evil villain promos a little. I mean, you could end up in the worst 20 minute promo segment of your life with those two. <laughs> Is that right? Kimmy. <laughs> it was just both of them speaking at a snail's face. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. And now we get a super awkward transition. The show was moving at a breakneck pace, which I actually appreciate. Like, I don't, I'm not saying this is a complaining thing, but this was an incredibly awkward transition from Kenny being attacked backstage in a video they told us was filmed yesterday. And now we're live with Hangman in front of the hospital. And he even has to say, he's like, and now I'm in front of the hospital where Kenny is. <laughs> it's like, oh, where they've got Kenny Omega. <laughs> and it's emotional and I'm sad. <laughs> But uh, I thought Hanger was good here, dressed to the nines. He says, here's one thing you forgot about the Hangman. If you're going to start it with me, you got to finish it. If you're going to take out Kenny Omega, you got a problem with me. So guess what? One of the best teams ever assembled, Kenny Omega, Hangman Adam Page, and Kota Ibushi are teaming up to take on these three at, uh, at All In. So what does the team of Ibushi, Hangman, and Kenny do for you? It, it feels like you have two things you love. It's like it's like it depends if you like peanut butter on your burger. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean Ibushi uh, redemption uh, opportunity here because I think because it was like we were supposed to be over the moon about the Ibushi return and it ended up being like a bit of a bit of a wet bag. Uh, I love the I love the team of I would have gone with just the two of them, right? I love yeah. the team of Kenny and and Hangman is like an institutional AEW team. Kota doesn't feel like he's of AEW for as valuable as it is to have the larger story being told. Kota doesn't really feel like he's an of AEW guy. It just doesn't. Uh, and I had the effort, had the opportunity to do it, and it's a dream trio, obviously, and it'll feel big. Uh, it's a spot for Kota to. Uh, to do it but i don't know that he's needed but i guess if you're in wembley you're happy to see it so why not for sure uh the promo ends with a, a person who works at the hospital coming up to hang me being like you can't drink beer here and he goes oh yeah he chugs the this beer is really a hot this is really a hospital can't you tell by the steel grate yeah, <laughs> whatever <laughs> holy jesus good to see hangman back on quality. the cold gold though zoops yeah absolutely and the production quality here um just garbage like what's 
still fucking it up. That's great. On a segment that was recorded earlier. <laughs> great, great stuff. It is. It just feels like there's. Uh, it's the opposite. Like addition by subtraction could happen here. You know what I mean? Kenny yeah. and either of these guys is more interesting to me than Kenny and three and in a trio. But, yeah, uh, that's why CM Punk made him change locations. Didn't look like a hospital, brother. He <laughs> looked like a hospital. <laughs> oh, CM Punk was right again. What a damn shame. Uh, heart note saying, Hangman, gotta get one on CM Punk by reminding people that drinking is cool. <laughs> I mean, if you have to have a cool off between CM Punk and Hangman Adam Page, I got sorry news for the Hangman. <laughs> uh, anyway, I thought this was, you know, I just don't like what they did with it but it's great to see hangman back on tv so i'll I'll take what i can get because i want to see hangman here yeah dynamite is the drinking show that's true a lot of straight edge people on collision brody king maybe this maybe this is maybe i have to stop drinking maybe that's what that's what i've learned right now no just collision's better just don't drink on saturdays (laughs) yeah (laughs) fair callus is now live in the arena again we're like hopping all around this story this storyline Give you a whiplash, Callus being back in the arena already. And he introduces Chris Jericho, gives him a big introduction. And Jericho makes a big deal about how hurt he was by the JAS last week. And it made him realize that he needs to start focusing on himself more, which is either like a stroke of genius character wise or an incredibly stupid motivator. It's like all of my friends have abandoned me. And it's made me realize I have to be more selfish. It's like, was that, was that the. <laughs> That's the day. If if Maddie and Zoom's hit me with the text one Tuesday, like, hey man, enough. My my take yeah, like we we don't like you anymore. My takeaway isn't hmm. Gotta gotta be more selfish. That isn't exactly my takeaway, but if that's it, it could <laughs> be a nice character trait too. But it did jump off the page at me. It's like what? Uh, but he's willing to maybe sign with Don Callis or at least hear him out. But Don, I don't join factions. I create them. But then he says, but maybe I do need to change. Don Callis is willing him on as he says, I need to become the old me. And he says, Don, I say yes to joining the Don Callis family. And they are blowing it up. The crowd's hating this. You have to give it up for Don Callis, by the way, and this Nashville crowd who is electric during this segment. And a couple other things on the program tonight. The crowd's a big, awesome part of it. And that is including like every moment with Don Callis. So shout out to Don Callis who has this uh, crowd entirely on their feet and furious. But then Shekyov's painting appears. There was a painting covered in the curtain the whole time, Zoobs, wouldn't you know it? And Jericho says, show me the painting, man! And uh, Don says, no, 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 Chris. Uh, we don't need to see that. I'll get it shipped to your house. He goes through a whole row of excuses, anything he can think of, to make sure Chris Jericho does not see that painting. But Zoobs, this is pro wrestling. You know we're going to see the painting. Uh, can you tell the people what this gorgeous painting we saw was? Uh, it's Don Callis uh, holding Chris Jericho's severed head. A nice, artistic, <laughs> powerful painting. Uh, why you would have Kathy Griffin if you know what I'm saying why you would have that ready even if (laughs) even if he had said no Uh, I thought that was fantastic the reveal of this it's so Jericho it's just it just reeks on Chris Jericho is like oh yeah I have the idea how the turn's gonna be because there is actually I like the level of layers going on in between these guys it's like turn okay I will join the bad guys oh the bad guy actually wasn't planning on me but is willing to have me but now that I know this, I can't let it happen. 
And Don eventually starts making excuses. He goes, he's like, Chris, you know what? I've known you a really long time. I just assume he said no because you have a gigantic ego. It's always been all about you. And he starts like all great heels saying some things that we all know to be true. Guys exiting a faction called the Jericho Appreciation Society. In comes Takeshita and Osprey to beat down Jericho. That's incredible backup for Don Callis. Talk to me about your thoughts on this segment, Zoobs, but also Don Callis, Kanosuke Takeshita, and Will Osprey as a faction on the show. I don't know that I've ever seen somebody turn like as many times as Chris Jericho does over the course of this. He's like, he he goes like five different directions with it. Um, that's a bit was a it was a bit dumb for my tasting. Uh, the like I liked where they got with it. I feel like the extra yeah. six minutes of like taking me. In two directions i don't know that it was quite worth the payoff that it got to uh it was a little silly but i did ultimately like um you know callus is in another league right now and i liked uh sort of jericho bringing that up of like three years ago no you weren't even in the wrestling business and nobody cared that you weren't around and now you're doing the best work of your career and even that's nothing compared to compared to me like nobody cares about you compared to me um i thought that was neat because Jericho does have an ego and they sort of are going to uh, that place. But, you know, this I think this is one of those places where the roads diverge on how much you enjoyed this show between me and some people. Yeah, for me, I, I enjoyed this a lot. It was the right level of corniness. It feels, it reeks of a Jericho segment, but I was able to connect with it. If for nothing more than Will Ospreay, Don Callis, and Will, Will Ospreay just seem like a unbelievable trio to have uh, at your disposal. And if that's the Don Callis family, plus Juice, Jay Robinson, and the Guns. It's like a really, really high-end crew. And BCC needs high-end crews to f- feud with. And uh, I, I just like the way all these things might be colliding. You know I had to do it to him. You did do it to him. And now... We get a Jack Perry package. He called himself Mr. Wednesday Night after defeating Mr. Monday Night Rob Van Dam last week in a match that I thought was good. Uh, the gravity of this was brought to a screeching halt, though, as I remember. I don't like Jungle Boy when he's speaking. <laughs> that said, I like what he's doing here. He says, what better way to go out than on top? Next week on Dynamite, I'm going to retire the FTW title. What do you take this to mean, Zeus? I don't know. Call out. Are going to call Taz into the ring? Are we going to get our Taz... We're going to get a Taz moment here, I think. If only my Taz finally says I have had enough. I think he's baiting out Taz, my assumption. Wow, Zooms. I'm not even going to say another word more as you have accidentally stepped on our first of three keeper kickets of the evening. Ouch. (laughs) (laughs) Zooms already knows the rules to keep it or kick it. I'm about to give a prompt. If you like it, you keep it. If you hate it, you don't. It's just that simple. You can head over to the emotes bar if you're a subscriber and you can respond to this prompt. Taz will get physical on next week's edition of AEW Dynamite. Wow. 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 Wow.
I'd love to take this opportunity to let people know about our other stream we have going on the channel. Thank you, Jay Gleason, for subscribing with the Prime. A very easy, wonderful way to subscribe. Wrestle 23 kick. We appreciate it a great deal. Zoobs, on the Monday night show, Monday night program that we do here on the channel, we book our fantasy wrestling promotion, Wrestling Brain Championship Wrestling. It's me and Andrew Seaslock, Torque Penderloin, running it in Fire Pro Wrestling. It's a hoot, but we don't do the keep it or kick it sound alert. I just sing it. Mm. And I, I was wondering, Matt, I'm going to do it live at the next keep it or kick it, and I want your review. People think you would hate it, my, my singing. So next keep it or kick it, hmm. huh. I'm going to sing it as I do a Monday night program, and you're going to give your honest review. If you If you hate it, you can say so. I'm looking forward to it because I think I'm going to love loves, it. Matt loves to be honest. It's probably the thing that I know most about him. Zooms, get on in there and let me know if people were keeping the idea of Taz getting physical in ring last week or kicking it. We start with Gritchy keeping it. Cadenza keeping it. I am Ahab keeping it. Ashton Kutcher keeping it. VZ keeping it. Culture of Losing keeping it. Sever One keeping it. Sludge Williams keeping it. Niblets 05 keeping it. Irish Mac 21 keeping it. Marlon Phillips kicking it. Ryan PM keeping it. Matty Mack kicking it Vander huge kicking it Bobby burrito is keeping it pace dog keeping it corvax 12 6 to 6 is keeping it hey my name is will is keeping it quite and juice is kicking it heart note is keeping it c sup of five five is keeping it jay glees just subscribe they're kicking it and geesebrecht is keeping it i think there are six total kicks five total kicks uh amongst i would say at least twice that um of the keeps so i would say that's 66 33 repeating numbers yeah so i'd be keeping this i think i think taz is bumping next week i think we got a big, big taz bump that like sets big. hook off hook, remember hook went back to new york but if you heard his old man i think we might get uh hook untold you know i agree yeah i think taz is uh taz is definitely in the ring next week now, I wonder if Taz can sell like yours truly at this point. You know, I'm starting to wonder. You see, Taz a manager, me a manager. Not everyone can take Spear, you know? It's not. I could have even made Edge look good. You know what that's saying? Yeah. Probably not Charlotte, though. <laughs> I do my best, though. And that, that's, that's all. Listen, that's you're, all yeah, that's all you can do. Is, is All you can control is your effort and your attitude. Beautiful words from my brother, as always. And now we get to a tag match. I have a theory here, Zoobs. This is just a little theory of mine. Sort of the Einstein of our times. A little theory. E equals MC squared. No. Uh, Chris Jericho and Don Callis went way long. Because Nick Wayne and Darby Allen versus Gates of Agony was considerably shorter than I imagined it was Link, before. Yeah. Um, still a fun match with a fun finish. I thought the mixed moonsault to the outside coffin drop from Nick Wayne and Darby. Like you both go to the turnbuckle and you explode in different directions for a finish. is actually really unique for a tag finish. It's like, oh, no, I will take care of the guy on the outside as we do a motion four pin. Very cool. Uh, but it was mostly here to set up the post-match angle. Anything you want to say about the match here, Zoops? Um, You know, enjoying continuing to see Nick Wayne week in and week out. This is sort of the counter to some of the, uh, as I said before, like 2008 TNA that can be in this show sometimes. I think uh, seeing Nick Wayne week in, week out is, is a big plus for me. Yeah, I'm with you, and he has interesting pairings already. Like, with Darby, with Swerve, or anybody in Mogul Embassy, I suppose, now, there's, like, just interesting pairings afoot for this guy. But then, post-match, after they do get the win, out comes Sting, who, 
is not quite Joker Sting here. He's Cinema Sting. He says he's making movies. He says uh, he certainly Martin Sting Sazy. He has the scars. He has the scars. Wes Stingerson. <laughs> I think that's Joker Sting. Quite frankly, if you're asking me, what was that Joker Sting or not? To me, that was Joker Sting. Well, come on, you, you, I would. You think I wouldn't recognize if guy was that twisted? He had the scars. That's all I'm saying. Where was the purple and green? I, okay, he, he. I think he's Lots breaking. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll give you that. Give you I think that. he's losing his mind, and then there's gonna be one big entrance where he's in the purple and the full paint. <laughs> I'm excited. And, and he, yeah, I don't think you're alone. I, I the think there road are lots the of Joker sting. <laughs> it's it's bizarre. And Autumn, if you're looking for a clip, here here's one because I suspect I suspect Zoobs has something to say on this too. It's bizarre to me how we think of Sting as this sort of stoic, less promo-y guy. Everybody respects him very much, but during his WCW run, you think of all the flashy personalities he was surrounded by, and the Crow was always said to sort of save him because he could just do sort of the silent killer thing. How is a guy so normal, maybe at his best character-wise, when he's acting at maximum weirdness? Like that, that, that's a little, it's a little surprising to me that he's obviously his best promo when he's like, "Oh, oh yeah." <laughs> Joker Sting compels him. Uh, Joker Sting is the part of his personality that uh, he doesn't get to bring out when he's ordering coffee during the day. You know, <laughs> That's true. it's easy. It's easy to be stoic and quiet. It's harder. It takes effort to be uh, to see humor in the world when, the way the Joker does. You know, <laughs> I mean, you have to have that sort of twisted goggles on. But all joking <laughs> aside. I think he's fantastic here as he has Prince Nana sort of as a, a would-be hostage in this situation. He's building to the coffin match. And it's just interesting to me to see this guy really come alive for this into a character that suits the coffin match he's going to have. And I think that match is going to kick ass. And it's one of the few singles matches at Wembley, which I think tells you sort of the reverence that booking is taking with it. But I'm really excited for Sting in the coffin match. And... Do you think next week, this is the real question, next week do we see, if, even if you think he's here already, is next week the, like, full emergence, TNA Joker Sting is here, he's in the new gear? Is that what you're expecting on next week's Dynamite? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I don't know, though. Could they have done this before where, where people were able to dip into a character for one week um, and have it not be a totally new direction for them? I hope so. I hope we, I would love to see full uh, Joker Sting next week. Uh, I want to read out some of the Jack Nichols Sting, uh, Paul Thomas Anders Sting, uh, Was Sting Phoenix, Chris Stinger Nolan is very good, uh, very good. Uh, he's at for the beginning. Sting is like Bruce Campbell has to ham, ham it up a little bit to be at his best. I think that's accurate. <laughs> Agreed. Jack yeah, I suppose there are people like that. If Jack Nicholson could wrestle as <laughs> Joker Sting, well, <laughs> mm, no, I'm not sure. I, I fully ship that one. But good to see him, I suppose. It was one or the other. And I think that this is a bit of a very nice build. It's going to be a nice piece of the puzzle on All In. Yeah, I agreed. Zoobs, have you ever been to Outback Steakhouse? I feel like maybe once. I feel like I've had the Blue and Onion. So, yeah, I think I have. And that's what everybody always says about it. The now, now, why don't they just swear? Why don't they just say, "Oh, the fucking onion"? That's you know, they they, they have to. They That'd have be cutesy. The... You know how it is. It's the, it's the, it's the, you're not selling the steak; you're selling the sizzle sort of situation. The damn onion. <laughs> I'd love to order. Give me the damn onion. What is yeah. a blooming onion? 
it's like uh, it's it's like a deep fried onion, but like it blooms out like a like a flower. It's like a big then, onion ring, kind of. Yeah, well, it's they sort of like sticks. You you pick them off, like almost like a fry. Yeah, that does sound good, actually. Yeah, it's it good and great. It's uh, it so honest opinion. It's good yeah. for the first little bit, and then you re realize right. that you don't have an ap appetite for this much onion. And right. diminishing returns as you get into the onion more. The outskirts of the onion that are crispier are good. And then you just sense. sort of realize you're eating wet onion. That is my take. Yeah, That actually you makes just, a lot of sense. You just stop eating after it uh, stops being good. Come on, Zeus. Yeah, who, maybe you can. <laughs> who, who are you talking about? Some rhetorical guy big, out there? Big like, restaurant. You, you, you have to get a little bit of everything. Big restaurant. I firmly believe that. But yeah. So I've been once, and there's your education on. I assume you haven't been, if you're asking. Yeah, I've never been to Outback Steakhouse. This is my introduction to it. Well, I've heard the name before, obviously, but Adam Cole and MJF are there, and uh, I thought I didn't like this at all. I thought this is really stupid. Um, <laughs> they're they're like cheesing about Australia and Crocodile Dundee the whole time. I'm more of a Steve Irwin guy myself. Rest in peace. And fuck that Stingray, for the record. <laughs> I wouldn't have done it. Uh, MJF's like showing kangaroos fighting. This will have payoff later. They double clothesline a guy who's carrying a, a floaty of a crocodile into like a little kiddie pool. I I just thought this... I'm not going to say it's like jump the shark. Like they could do another good one. It's, it's not... I'm not off the wagon on them, but we, we got we to gotta be real. Like this was an ad for Outback Steakhouse and like leaned into a ton of <laughs> Australia stuff. Like, <laughs> you. Uh, I do want, I agree mostly. I do want to, and this is an obvious pick. I do want to shout out Tony Khan. Does a good job. Oh, this. can you walk through that part of it, Zoops? I agree. That's easily the most interesting part of it. TK does a good part in this. They're, uh, they do a little par parody thing where there's devil clothes down on the guy into the pool, like you said. Uh, they do a little parody, like getting in trouble in the principal's office sort of thing. Like they get sent to Tony Khan's office and he yells at them behind a closed door. Uh, and then, we get MJF like sort of revisiting the 2024 bidding war thing outside of his office door. And, and Tony opens the door, the sunglasses on. It's like, what the hell did you just say? Uh, and you see MJF sort of like lean off it to Tony Khan's face. Uh, and he goes back in with his coffee and his sunglasses. So a nice, a nice appearance. And what I agree with you, uh, mostly like, a, wow, they're still doing these crazy times. Totally agree. And I'm glad you shouted that out at the end there because I did enjoy that. I also thought maybe it was a bit of a wink to this thing that Tony is a total mark for the wrestlers. He's like showing on screen. I think this yes. is his first like on dynamite uh, in a skit appearance, like not a live. Uh... Well, I know they had everybody visiting his office, but we saw him and it wasn't him vibrating uh, untold as he tries to give out an announcement as if it's the Ten Commandments. And, and there's also a wink to, you know, people fighting backstage and Tony yelling at them about it. So there's absolutely, like a lot yeah. of, so, you know, Tony sort of, to me, salvages this from truly all time bad to like, that was sort of a neat little thing to get thrown in the middle of it. Did people like this? Am I, am I being a negative Nancy? Were people into this? I like Matt, it. go ahead. Yeah, you, you got your hand up. This can be a Matt heavy episode, though. I'm fine with that. You know, I, I thought it was funny. It made me laugh at a couple points, but also notably... This is the first of these segments that I've seen. Mm. Oh, yeah. I wonder if that... This was the worst... What about the, the kangaroo kick thing? 
they're going to get it over. So I don't even know why. Yeah. I don't know, you know what I mean? It's almost one of those things. It's like it's built for people like us to complain about, even though you know that they're going to get it over. Oh, yeah. It. I have no problem with it. It's going to be super over in the match. I just think like double clothesline makes more sense and is more like I. But I mean, yes. you have to admit, MJF has great control of his body. When he does that kangaroo hop, he's, he's magnificent at it. I, I thought he was going to fall. I thought he was going to fall for sure. I would. It looks hard to do. Doesn't have a tail. Uh, Quite contrary to you saying, I generally generally smile some and roll my eyes some and then end up feeling that they could have been shortened. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Ashback21 thinks thought it was funny. Fast Dave 17 saying it was long. Marlon Phillips, the Hellcat Swagman, is in the house saying it was decent. There we go. Not bad. Uh, I, I actually, this is a big part of the take. I agree with Irish 21 here. They don't need the pre tape and then immediately into the in ring, especially once like the in ring is so over. It's like, yeah. it, it just makes it feel like longer than it needs to be. I actually really agree with that. And culture losing sort of backing that up, following up a long sketch with a long in ring promo was curious. I enjoyed both, but it took up a big chunk of time. I am so sorry. I have to interrupt, but Kip That's Sabian okay. just responded to one of my tweets. Oh, I knew it. When you. <laughs> You do need to, yeah, hang on. Pull it up, pull it up. Oh, hang on. <laughs> Breaking news. Breaking news. Kip Sabian. Knew it. When you tweeted I that, I knew that was going to happen. I, I, I honestly I didn't. I, so I don't like Kip Sabian. Um, I don't like his, I don't like his vibe. Um, and I decided to tweet for the, for the, you know, I don't normally tweet. <laughs> so I tweeted. Uh, and I said, Kip Sabian, get the fuck off my screen. I followed that up with, I'd rather watch the Texas Chainsaw Deathmatch than ever think of Kip Sabian. And then I did one of those classic K star P S star Abian. And uh, he actually re responded. How did yes. he find it? Uh, well, he, he, named, he named search because I, I put in Kip Sabian in the first tweet. Well, anyway, oh. he, he not only responds, but he says he references my... EP by saying you crying no. at the high school dance again no. with a kissy face. Pull it up. Pull it up. He listened to the song. Pull it up. Pull it up. That's the course this. of the song. That's it. Crying at the high school dance again. People need to see this. Hang on. That's Kip awesome. Sabian listened to your song? I don't know, but he referenced <laughs> he it. He obviously did. <laughs> How else would he know those words? Damn. Am I going to have to like Kip Sabian now? I don't think You're so. You're going to have to make peace with him. Yeah. Disliking you got him got you this far. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Why would I change now? I would just are, are you looking at workshop replies here? Yes, yes. Uh, I am shaking though. Uh, uh, of course, this is a big moment. That's this is a big moment. This is a big moment. We got to guide our, our brother through this. Anything uh, spring to your mind? First of all, just simply just by having the wrestling brain community behind him, I'm going to say Matt's more over the Kip Sabian, so there's there's a sway that he get wheeled here. Uh, how, how should how should Matt deal with this situation? Chad, of course, will take suggestions from you too. This is tough. I mean, the funny, literally, the funny thing to me to do would be to not uh, stream stream love handles. Nice, Tom. Uh, <laughs> it ends it in there. Come on. Good reply. Oh my uh, God! <laughs> 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 I, go. You should go to Ryan and ask if he wants to call in. <laughs> I don't really. I don't even know if I want to talk to Kip Sabian. That's the problem. I'll pretend to be you. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> no 
not a problem. Yeah, does anybody want to respond with a, with a link? <laughs> Sorry, Kip, I want you off my screen because I don't enjoy your wrestling or gimmick. Sorry, that's why, to be clear. There's other people that I prefer because of their talent and ability. high school dance. That's so good. Thanks for listening. I do love that reply. Kip, you dirty dog. Yeah. Good work. Thanks, Kip. Thanks, Kip. Well, well, we'll revisit this probably in the post-show show. Yeah. I'll, I'll, we'll, you we'll, come we'll get... back to it. You come back to it. You yeah. say, oh, sorry, man, I'm busy. I can't be responding to the tweets right away from people. Yeah, yeah. I can't address it right away <laughs> immediately. No. People like when I'm on my show, unfortunately. I have to be there. <laughs> busy being me. All right. Man, retirement rumors in the air. <laughs> Whispering. Sometimes... You're hearing it. You're hearing it all over the place. The rumor mill, the dirt sheets. Not everything can last forever. I think people think it's like, you know. The clickbait would be possible wrestling brain segment retirement predicted, uh, revealed. And he wouldn't tell you what it is. Okay, yeah. Long-running, long long-running wrestling brain uh, segment. Hints Aut- at retirement. Would be Autumn, oh, Autumn. Shit. I left the name in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, Autumn, uh, timestamp right here. Uh, Zoobs and Josh, can I get a, a soy face from both of you uh, for the thumbnail? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Awful. <laughs> Sometimes you just have to become that guy. Mid thirty. Feels great. All right. <laughs> Let's get to the live portion. Matt is dying. <laughs> Reddit said it sucked me off. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god there's yeah, no other the program like us yeah 100 those will be the new those will be the new modes we'll fix that, that josh gray hair dying. problem yeah <laughs> oh my goodness my wife's boyfriend caught me this Reddit comment to celebrate my perspective. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the ultimate soy face sentence. I think you stumbled on their face. Oh, oh that's funny. <laughs> okay. MJF and Cole are now in the ring. Uh, the crowd is incredibly hot for this duo, uh, as we know. And here, I think they do something that's incredibly important, which is they have to make you believe that these guys are going to be able to drop the friendship once they get into the ring. And that's sort of the entire crux of this promo is like both guys making it clear. If you don't think I'm going to compete, I'm going to compete. First, Adam Cole does the story time thing. He does okay. Talking about how he's, I do think it's smart of the call up that he's like, I've been at the top of every federation I've ever been in. There's no reason this fed should be any different. That is true. He has been. There's a couple of reasons I can think this fed should be different, but neither here nor there. <laughs> And, but then he says, are you ready, MJF? And man, MJF just like kicks in. He's like, are you even kidding me? Like, oh, you think, you think I'm not going to be able to compete? Like, I don't know if you, sorry, I'm MJF. And he does, maybe the probably the only time Zoom's ever liked this line. I'm thinking he goes, who's ready for story time with MJF? Gets a way bigger pop than Cole did, which is hilarious. Uh, he talks about, and he loves to do this. In, in feuds, diving way into his past. And I like this, the, the big monologue. As he says, when he went to his first day at Create a Pro, they asked, write down two dream opponents. And when you know it, the first one was Cody Rhodes, whose name he says on television. Another one, Adam Cole, baby. 
And now he has wrestled both. And that means the world, which I think is very cool. He then says, but nowhere better than all in. And he explains, I actually didn't really realize this or not at all realize this, that he was in the opener of the initial all in. And now the second all in, he's the main event. That is crazy. Yeah. How cool is that? But then he says, he just goes on that the, he's, this is this shows how much he means. This is this is everything to him. The triple B, the only thing that means everything to him in this entire world, is the triple B, which is is really really nice. He says it's not about the match; it's about winning, and I will do anything. Which feels like the tease of uh, the cheating game. Now I don't think that's what we're gonna get. Um, I, I'll save my full prediction for that match because I think it's pretty meaty for the all-in prediction show that we'll do on the YouTube channel. But I thought this was a, a very good segment, Zeus. You, we'll get to the Aussie Open run-in after. But what would you think of the sort of uh, tete-a-tete between the two gentlemen here? Yeah, I mean, it's nice. Uh, you're you're so right. The Him sort of switching right in that moment uh, when – or MJF, that is to say, uh, when Adam Cole makes the – makes that I know I'm going to be able to compete. You talk about that switch that flips. He's like, okay, it's time for me to tell a story and it's going to be better than yours. Like immediately, like, it's like, all right, you, you want to do this. This is what competing with me is in every way. Um, I thought it was really cool. Um, and really noted in, in, you know, I mean, how many times can we even say it? MJF is like in, in supernaturally gifted at this. And um, you did a great job of pointing out. He did it as a, as a heel as well. We've seen it a bunch of times in every feud that he gets into talks about his personal history and, he, and he's just doing his homework, right? He, he remembers dates and times and important events and, and it ties it into a thing that's sort of, he's always been hatching and always been doing. Um, I think it's really smart and, and it takes real intelligence and real top yeah. level ability to pull it off. And it's really impressive here that he like, he can just switch, switch the gears. And now the crowd's on his side with all of this stuff. And it's not so markedly different than what he was doing before. It was just like, he would tie up all these stories into why it made him uh, a bad guy. And he, now he's able to be like, and now it's just fueling me period. It's just fueling me as a, as a person versus fueling me into a twisted direction. It's fueling me just forward to be the best and to be unstoppable. Um, and that's cool. It's just, it's really cool to see him sort of not have to betray the character at all. Right. He hasn't had to betray who MJF really is through any of this. It's a growing experience. It's a learning experience. He's changing. He's learning. It's, it's, uh, really interesting and cool and, and uh, impressive. Yeah, I, I thought this was an easy high point of the show was was MJF. Oh, yeah, really, really loved this entire segment. He then goes on to say that the first All-In was the biggest wrestling show that had ever happened outside of WWE. Is that the first time WWE has been set on the show? I couldn't remember. I can't remember it ever. I know they've obviously made lots of uh, allusions to New York, but he, he outright says that was the biggest show outside of WWE. Obviously not true, but very good thing to say biggest show in independent wrestling i know that, that a lot of the stupidest people online will be like oh aw can't keep uh wwe's name out of their mouths and it's like nope mjf just exists in the real world and he's telling you what happened and you're drooling on your chin and <laughs> yeah outrun who i'm becoming really really increasingly big fans of not that we always haven't enjoyed their work but i think just the more exposure that i get to aussie open the better uh, the two of them run out to sort of get the physicality, get Adam Cole and MJF on the same page in this moment. They chase off 
both gentlemen who, who I thought was fantastic here, both looking tough, but knowing when to bail when it was double clothesline time. You, of course, don't get the big spot. They're saving that for the pre-show, which I think is very, very wise. And then we go home with like, the tease. The crowd goes, hug it out, hug it out. And they do indeed. You get the hug. There's no hip toss that your sort of people maybe are expecting. It's just very played straight ahead. I thought this was all just beginning to end. Really, really fantastic stuff. Cole does do a little... He pretends he was going to do the, the sneak. That's right. He sort of cues up for the super kick. And then Max runs around. He's like, oh, I was doing that in case in case they came back. Yeah. Which, no, you weren't. No, you weren't. You were not. And then Roderick Strong runs out and he's all frustrated. <laughs> he's a great lovable loser, isn't he? He really is. You have to give it up for Roderick Strong. I do have pathetic. to, as much as I would love to not have to give it up, I do have to give it up that like he... Similar to the Cutler thing where you're like, this guy, I hate, I hate this guy so much. And they're like, what if we portrayed him as like the hugest loser grouper we possibly could? It's like, well, <laughs> that wouldn't help. Can't say you're misusing him then on my Yeah, well, right? yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good, good workaround. <laughs> we go backstage where Chris Jericho's still bleeding and he makes it official. Him and Will Ospreay. Now, I gave a very impassioned defense of this match on last week's show, Zoobs, and then I gave a, did a little Twitter thread about it tonight on our Twitter or account at Twitter Wrestling underscore Brain. Uh, where are you on this one, though, Zoobs? I know a lot of people really do not care for this matchup, and it feels sort of outright divisive, at least on the Wrestling Brain timeline. Where's the Zoobs on this one? Uh, not, I don't care too much either way. You know I mean, I've, I, I, it would be nice to have a higher-profile Will Ospreay match. Um, I don't have it doesn't inspire me with much confidence. It's hitting it's just sort of hitting me as uh should probably, should probably be fine. You could certainly obviously go to a higher gear um with Osprey, but um yeah, I would say I would say I am like pretty lukewarm on it. Don't care, don't don't really care that much. Be decent, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm much more excited than the zoobs, but it could turn out in a way that that he's exactly right and I'm exactly wrong for sure. I just don't know about the Jericho match. I know that just last year he was throwing down these regular bangers uh, in the main events of Dynamites. I know that was not that far away, but I, and I guess, you know, uh, Osprey is in the very, very upper echelon of the people that you would dependably get a good match out of with maybe basically anybody on earth. Yeah, maybe number one. Absolutely right. So, you know, there's a, there's a floor. That the floor is probably pretty high for like how um bad it possibly can Agreed. be i don't think yeah i don't think it can be that bad um is the, is the plus side for sure we move on to the jeffs it's jeff Jarrett versus jeff hardy <laughs> they're in a texas chainsaw massacre death match or so i'm told i couldn't really see what was going on i saw satinam singh held jeff hardy against the wall i thought that's pretty cool and his eyes were closed, but he had eyeballs painted over his eyelids. So it looked like he had his eyes open, screaming. Yeah, that's always a cool visual. Pretty cool visual. Um, uh, of course, the, the guitar came out. You know, the guitar came out. Yeah. You're, you're missing that the match started with uh, Jeff going out to the ring and then leaving to go backstage while yelling, Hardy, Hardy, Hardy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, you got anything on this one, Zoops? I will. I will say. I think pound for pound. I think this is the worst segment they've ever done on Dynamite. <laughs> I think pound for pound. I think if you if you consider like 
not really in service of anything is also heavily product placement for a thing that is like not an exciting commercial. Thing. But also like a commercial for like not that exciting of a thing. Um, like a, yeah, the House like, of the like, Dragon felt sort of big time for them in the, a way. The the twelfth remake of uh, <laughs> a horror franchise that's probably coming out in October, and you're doing it in uh, August. Um, the combined age of the combatants, like even if you're like even if you're like the worst thing they've ever done is Cody and Go Go's way in, which I would be like for sure, definitely up there. Like at least there was like an attempt in goodwill to make that one day be about a Go Go. I know it was mainly right. about Cody, but like there's not, you don't even have that here. You have like yeah, replicating like a UFC way in. I understand why that sounds like a good idea. Like those are you like have big dramatic here. moments. This, you have absolute nothing here. Just like this is um, this is like I'm not joking. This is like low end six man walk and brawl CZW mid card shit. That's what this is. That's what you're watching. And, this and is where, you know, yeah. You want me to love you? Here's who I respect more than anyone suits. And I thought the Kenny Omega match was gonna be the moment, but hey, I thought that would be the match. No one I will respect more than a Jeff Jarrett diehard who comes up to me and goes, Okay, maybe it has been a little much. Maybe it has maybe I don't need him, you know. Cause man. P.U., man. This stunk, and it was long. Uh, it was 100% yeah. Memphis. Fast Dave, I could not possibly implore you to go back and watch a little Golden Era Memphis. And if you think this is total Memphis, I, I just completely disagree. I just couldn't. Again, I have is... watched those tapes. If I know the great Mr. Ferguson be listening to this. This man has exposed me to so much prime Memphis. This does not resemble it even remotely to my eyes, except that there are weapons and sometimes lots of guys Uh but no, that, that is that is like a very high-end frenetic energy. That is like the people are over top of it. The combatants are wailing. The blood is flying. This is like aimless. Like, no, no, no. Not to me, anyway. Uh, this is one of those examples of, I was talking about earlier, like if you, if you had told me this was, if you had showed me a uh, 2008 Impact episode where right. Jeff Jarrett against Jeff Hardy in a Texas Chainsaw match, and it played out like this, in no way would I be like, "Wow, we, they've they really got this, <laughs> they really got this figured out." Yeah, much less fifteen years later on what is supposed to be like the leading uh, rival show. That's sort of where I keep coming back to with this is like, I can't suspend my disbelief that just because it's on AEW, I want to see the Jeff Hardy, Jeff. There's no chance I would have tuned into that. It's even worse. Suits. It's because it's on AEW, which has established itself as this great home of hardcore for television. We get great hardcore wrestling on AEW all the time. Uh, this isn't the end of the world because I know they're never doing it again. But God, I was like sitting there and I was just like, can you imagine if somebody's just like flipping around? I was like, what? What on God's green earth? Like, no one looks competitive in it. It's like, who's trying to win? Like, who's nothing? It's just like walk and brawl from the back aisle. To the in-ring. Stinky for me. Now, as producer, I want to chime in here and just make a quick correction. It's not yeah. for the next installment of the uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. It is a video game. Oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. It is I thought it the, was for a new movie. It's for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre video game that is coming Jesus. out. Jesus. Oh, oh, do, oh, don't you worry, Ashton Kutcher. We're getting there. Because don't don't you say Leatherface, though. The, don't get cute with me in the moment where I'm so mad. Because Matt Prince was there on the best birthday of my life, frankly. As the, the clock turned on me turning 30, wow. the real leather face, or at least the guy who has the rights for it in North America, it's a different guy for Japan, was facing 
Kenny Lush in a 10,000 tack death match in which they battled outside onto East Hastings Street, shut down traffic, and he ripped his chains up. And the real Leatherface whips. This was like, who, who the fuck was this? You work for WB. If you have the rights to the game, surely you have a great Leatherface costume somewhere. No this idea. Was... I thought they resigned Marco Stunt for a sec. <laughs> I said, oh, that's not some Leatherface. Where's Leatherface? It was TK. Probably TK. Anyway, that was uh, that. Was that. I think I'm, I think lots of people enjoyed it, and I think that's great. I think people will know that these... This I, don't know about a lot. I don't know about lots of people. I say some people enjoyed it. I don't know about lots of people enjoyed it. Just let me be clear. People's like, oh, I like arbitrage. No, I watch so much low end hardcore wrestling. It just has to be intense and palpable and feel like both people want to win. And this match did not have that at all. Felt like just moving from spot to spot, location to location. Not for me. No. The, the last spot, you know, Jeff Hardy uh, putting him through a table school. Absolutely. I like that. You might even say I like the whole thing. <laughs> no, you, you might not even say that, I think. Well, it depends who I'm, if I'm trying to appeal to a certain portion of listenership. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. The more I dwell on it. It's aging <laughs> like wine in my brain. Oh, boy. Oh. I don't need the bunny and Britt Baker. I mean, it's just, you just can't. We, we have so many good wrestlers around. Zoom's made this point so beautifully a couple weeks ago. This, I, can't, I can't put it any better than that. It ain't Britt Baker, though. It's, it's not. It might not even be the bunny, but it for sure isn't Britt Baker. I can tell you that. The evidence, there's no, we don't got to wonder anymore. <laughs> Do you I wonder if Britt Baker is any good? <laughs> uh, double film with Bugs Night. Stop the pool flavored one. I'm filled with bugs. I'm Come the on, everybody. Flavored one. Energy I'm up. Filled with bugs. I'm the it's still early. <laughs> Post show show to go. The pool flavored one. I'm filled with I'm bugs. Filled with I'm bugs. the pool flavored one. I'm filled with bugs. I'm the pool flavored one. I'm filled with bugs. I'm the pool flavored <laughs> one. I'm filled with bugs. I'm the pool flavored one. I'm filled with bugs. The pool flavored one. Filled with bugs. Whose title we took this Monday. Big Japan's title belongs to Wrestling Brain. Thank you to Hellcat Swagman. My brother, who I'm going to be seeing shortly. Very excited for a couple of weeks to get to spend some time with him. And the lovely Emily. Very excited. Very cool. How's this for glasses look? How's it feel on your eyes, right? It's Awful, actually. Yeah. Really bad. It. Untenable, then, on my end, then. I mean, obviously, aesthetically, though, two thumbs up. Yeah. It's like a Ray-Ban Wayfarer. 
Yeah, you look really good. I'd say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and normal. <laughs> you look good, and you also are looking. Your ability to look is also good, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, also degree. Yeah, what, what are you going to do? What a track. Uh Oh, yeah. Um, I, I really don't want to talk about this match all that much. There was a cool moment. I do this in jiu-jitsu sometimes, and I thought it was cool that Britt Baker did it, where the bunny was posted up on all fours, and Britt did what's called a, a far wrist sweep. She, like, reaches across to the opposite wrist and pulls it out so when you're posted up on all fours she falls to that shoulder and then she used that to like spin her over i thought that was cool look at that yeah quick lesson in the gentle art <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh boy the top of the yeah, vision I mean... is past brit up says sever one she's not even the best on the stick anymore it does feel that way it really does feel that way and the, the random matches against random people is certainly not the play whatever whatever you're doing <laughs> you it's sure? not this it's not this Treading water is not the way forward. Now that we get the a video played that was from Collision, I think, this past week, where it shows Billy Gunn retiring after losing to House of Black with the acclaimed. And then a really impassioned Anthony Bowen's promo about how they actually love Billy and didn't see that coming. It's very believable and really nicely performed promo. And then Acclaim comes out and House of Black beats the shit out of them and the crowd hates it. <laughs> if i wanted to see this feud more i would actually think this was a great segment i just you should have done this first like you should have found a reason for i don't know like i don't i don't but i i did think this was really well done and the crowd hated it, it had all of its effect like make you feel really bad for the acclaimed and then the three badasses show up and brody king goes woo, 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 and beats him up for a while uh one of those weird things that like it was four weeks ago that the billy gun retirement happened like man that's a they, they waited a, a, quite a while between those two events to get us this you know what i mean yeah, quite a while, I would say, is, is absolutely right. But I thought that this picked up the show because I agree with Qui-Gon Jinn and Juice. Brody King is so cool. And let me tell you this. I think AEW knows because Malachi Black is not the feature of these these trios moments. No, he's not, Buddy not, does he's the heavy lifting. Brody is the the wrecker. And Malachi gets the finish. But Brody is that they know the money's in Brody. You can tell that if you're watching. It's, it's really great. Yeah. And the collision door is open, points out Cadenza. That's right, as we get sort of House of Black here, or is heavily associated with that show. Good to see. Yeah. Do you want one more Billy Gunn return against House of Black? I don't really need it. Um, but if, if, it's, if they're doing like, is he actually going to retire after it? I don't, I don't even know. I don't know what we're doing. That's, uh, yeah. That I hadn't really thought about that. Like an actual final retirement match. I wouldn't mind that because a guy emotionally leaving boots in the ring, not to make everything combat sports analogy, but you see that guys take their gloves off in the ring right after they've lost. And they're like, I don't even remember doing that. I was concussed and probably feeling really emotional. Yeah. So he hasn't said the words. Yeah, exactly. Hi, it's me. I'm all making a good point here. If Malachi would have come up with a cool thing to do, like barking, it might've been him in the ace. <laughs> yeah. I agree with that. Rough, rough. That's how they wrestle. Bow, wow. Bow, wow. Keep the acclaimed tagging with Billy managing, says Irish Mac. Yeah. I, I just don't need to see Billy Gunn anymore, but if he can lend in good moments. But I think the acclaimed can just be in the tag division without him, and that's a perfectly good future. Yeah. Quite on you saying, I know the acclaimed is still pretty over, but I'm struggling to think about people that care about Billy having Billy Gunn in there so much that they care that they care rather more than acclaimed tags. Yeah. That yeah, I would prefer who wants Billy as the third person that badly? I know I, I, a point that I sort of 
thought up and just remembered here with Qui-Gon Jinn and Juice pointing that out is still still pretty over is a, a good summation for that. They're they're markedly less hot than they were not that long ago. Um, not their still, fault. Not at all. But but still pretty over is an accurate like it's there, yeah. but it's not it's certainly not what it was. Um it's funny, it's it's funny that to track them against Gun Club, who are now uh main event tag team wrestlers against the Young Bucks. Like I know I way prefer the guns. Me too. Absolutely. Not, not even close, really. And now we get to the aforementioned guns who have my absolute favorite entrance in this company. And I think people know that it's good because the Young Bucks don't even get one. Uh, they come out and they interrupt the guns late as two super kicks from behind as sort of an answer for the bang, bang, gang attacking them out of nowhere. I like you both doing the water guns. That is great, isn't it? Uh, I want to know, do you just talk to the cameraman? Or are you so like, cool. hey, walk in a circle around me for this? Like, is it that? Is that how it works? I've, I've really probably, wondered that. You probably have 10 minutes to pitch your ideas to the tech team, and then they yeah. run it. Well, it works great. It's a great effect. I love these guys. It helps that they have water coming out of their fingers. That does yeah. obviously. Yeah, it does obviously help. Yeah. Huge advantages in really in anything having water coming out of your fingers, unless you're like, I don't know, allergic to water, I suppose, or you have rabies. Yeah, can't really think of too many other bad situations. It's just, I was about to say a fire, and a fire would be great. Yeah, it would be perfect. One of the best situations, really, besides the desert. Yeah, yeah. oh, baby, yeah, desert's got to be number one. It, it almost makes me want to get lost in the desert. Let's, let's you need to fill like fill them, unless they need to be recharged, right? Owning, owning an empty swimming know. pool, how about that? Yeah, that's true. Well, that feels like it would take a while, though, shooting it out of your fingers. You could just like, lay arms exhausted. You could, you could lay down in a floaty on, at the bed of the pool, true. stick your arm out, and just sort of like lackadaisically shoot water out. Nice afternoon. And then you float. I think there's a better Guns and Bucks match to be had, but this was yeah. totally good. It totally worked as a dynamite main event. It was just too short to really get into the legs of it, I thought. And. I'm looking for the guns to have these showcases and these moments. They got one with FTR and, of course, the acclaimed match. But I'm, I'm quite excited for – I feel a lot of enthusiasm for the guns and the Bang Bang Gang in general right now. And I'd like to see them stretch their legs uh, a little bit more. But I, I like this match. A very fitting closer to a, a largely good show. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, I'm with you on that. Like The 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 Young Bucks had a 12-minute main event TV match. Like, you, you could – close your eyes and, and you know exactly what you're getting um in service as you said in service of a bigger thing that i'm excited to see them get um you're exactly right i think bang bang gang has a, a ton of momentum that we sort of was like oops, we were like where is this is this gonna work and then it like really caught on and now it seems like it's really taken off so um a really quick adjustment there and a really impressive one i think one of the hottest things in the whole company right now going around um so i'm excited yeah i'm excited to have the guns included in that and i think it pays it shows up in them even getting this slot and yeah uh like you said being in the ring with ftr and with the young bucks that's sort of like that's the company that they're currently keeping and it's neat to see as i talked about the last segment sort of tracking them along with um the acclaim like they're allowing their little projects the homegrown guys to to make these climbs and have these shots and we've seen yeah. a few not be able to make it, not be able to measure up. And now we've Board seen one. a couple really do click. And I think the guns are one of the ones that like, man, you have a you have a heel tag team that you can heat up basically for like five years at any point you need to, right? Like it's they feel like they've graduated to that level. It's like if you need if you need guys to be 
um, the antagonists to your top tag team. Like these guys can do it for a month, a month and a half, two months. Right. It's uh, it's good. Totally agree. And I did think, I think Marlon actually subs up nicely here. When I was getting to the end and saw there was only 12 minutes match and they had left in the show and they hadn't entered yet. I was sad. Still a great match though. Yeah. And and stacked with the zooms. Exactly what a 12 minute young bucks main was. I wonder if Jericho Callis went super long and both the matches had to lose like two, three, four minutes off of them. Because the Bucks didn't even enter. I don't even know if that was in the plan. Like, they interrupted the guns entrance. Both tag matches tonight. Um, the, the, mm-hmm. uh, they did again, Josh. Every, they did a bunch of segments, but a bunch of them were the exact same. Both tag matches, the team attacked during the entrance. The damn agent in an AW. If it doesn't improve, <laughs> I'm not getting older. All right. Uh, I'm going to stick with my score of five and a half zooms. I think of the wrestling and a couple really big promo moments. Anchor, this one is a pretty good episode for me. Uh, how about you on your 5.25? That hold up? No, I, I mean, I, I, I was 3.5 um, out of the gate here. I think this is a 3.5 show for me, and I think I hold up with that. That was the audience average I was giving you. My score was like 3.5. Oh, I love it. Yeah, this was right at the passing grade for me. Any, any worse than this, and I wouldn't want to watch the show anymore. Look at that. The, the man of 100 likes coming down like a, a damn Roger Ebert, my favorite movie critic of all time, the guy who would yeah, go yeah. hard on some of the really good stuff. So uh, fantastic. Thank you all. For coming out, that's Dynamite. Matt and I will do a little post-show show here. Uh, Zoobs, anything you want to get off your chest and say to the people? Oh, we no. forgot to give away the Exploder tea. We'll do that in the post-show show. Great. Thanks again to uh, our buddy RL for filling in last week. Thanks, everybody, for coming out tonight. Have a great week. We'll see you uh, next week. Big week next week. Oh, boy. It's a home time. Yeah. We'll we'll announce on probably Monday Night Program, and if not, next week's Double Deeds, what our plans for all-in week are. But we'll uh, definitely want to have lots of programming on the channel. <laughs> Thank you.